Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're actually currently traveling through Central America. We've been traveling overland uh, through Mexico into Belize, into Guatemala, El Salvador. And just yesterday, we actually crossed over from El Salvador into Honduras. It was a very hectic crossing because, well, the crossing was easy. But after we did the crossing, we actually had to take four, four chicken buses and a tuk-tuk just to get here to Copan. Uh, it was like one chicken bus transfer, one chicken bus transfer. So super exhausted, I'm just gonna spend a day resting and actually working on a Spanish. We're uh, actually uh, working with a company called Baselang. Uh, they're sponsoring a Spanish lessons. They're an incredible company. Uh, make sure you check them out. You can do unlimited one-on-one tutoring uh, for only $129 a month. So pretty much you can do 10 hours, 12 hours a day, one-on-one private, lessons through Zoom, and uh, it's a really great way to work in your Spanish, which we're currently doing. Are you enjoying the Spanish lessons? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun learning Spanish. We definitely need it traveling here in Central America. As we're traveling, we actually love interviewing fellow digital nomads, fellow world travelers, and we actually have one on the show today. And she's actually currently in this area of the world as well. She's in Merida, Mexico, which we actually spend uh, uh, December in. We spend a few days there in Merida, beautiful colonial city. Uh, make sure you check out our pictures, videos, and blog posts at uh, daddyblogger.com. And our guest today is actually a digital nomad who's been traveling for three years. Uh, around the world and she's actually from Canada as well. So a fellow connect on the show. She's from Montreal, Canada. I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. So we have uh, both the West Coast and East Coast of Canada represented here on the show today. And she works as a, a translator and also in social media. So we're going to be finding out about, about uh, Melina's uh, travels and also about her work and also about solo female travel and also some of the blessings and challenges with being a digital nomad. So how are you doing over there in beautiful Merida, Mexico today, Melina? Doing great. It's really hot here, but it's better than Canadian winter, so that's good. <laughs> I can definitely relate to those uh, struggling Canadian winters in Vancouver. It's uh, actually uh, rainy as usual, so I'm yeah. super grateful to be here in Honduras with the blue skies, walking around with t-shirt and shorts, and really enjoying the hot weather in January. Uh, so, Melina, uh, why don't we get to know you a little bit better to start off with, if you want to do a quick introduction for the sake of the people listening and watching here today. Yeah, so um, I've been traveling for three years now. Um, I actually worked in an office job for about nine months um, when I started working after university, and I hated it. So um, I decided to go traveling instead and try to find work online as much as I can. And it actually worked out really well for me. So I decided just to keep on going and just never really go back home and settle. <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, so I've been traveling around. I've been to Australia, New Zealand, Asia, Europe for a while, and Mexico now. Amazing, amazing adventure that you've been on. So out of all these places you've been traveling to, uh, tell us about maybe some of your favorite cities or countries or continents so far. Um, Australia was definitely a big hit for me. Um, it's so beautiful there, it's so easy, so safe. Um, it just felt really good. Um, New Zealand is also a big hit. Um, the nat nature is just beautiful. Um, the travel is also really easy. People are really nice. Um, well, I would say I like everywhere. It's, it's just all different. Obviously, everywhere has its good, good sides and bad sides. But 
Australia, New Zealand is definitely a big hit for me. I really loved it there. Yeah, I totally agree with your sentiments there that everywhere is our favorite because, uh, you know, uh, every city and country we go to, where there are places that we actually love, and of course, there are those things you don't like as much. Uh, so tell us about maybe some of the things uh, that you like when you're traveling and some of the stuff you don't like. Uh, what are some of the, the blessings and the challenges of life on the road? Yeah. Yes. So what I like is, um, well, I've never really been a stable person, like physically, so I like to change places. I'm very curious, so I discover, you know, new culture, new languages, new places, new currencies, just anything that's new is also really, it's always really interesting for me. Um, the bad things I would say, if you work online, obviously you need good Wi-Fi. <laughs> Most, um, we can, I come from a country where it's not a problem, so maybe traveling in country that is, it's not as popular, the Wi-Fi is not as developed, it's a bit frustrating sometimes. Um, but that's part of the deal anyway, but um, otherwise I would say, um, I don't know, I don't see any much negative things to be fair. Um, maybe I see my friends and family, they have like, you know, their house and their stuff and they're comfortable and all this. Sometimes I do miss that, but then it's not worth, it's just traveling is so much more worthy to me. So I don't really see it as a negative thing. It's just positive for me basically. <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely those the, those things that you miss, like uh, family and friends, and uh, you maybe some of your favorite restaurants or snacks. Exactly. You know, the, uh, one of the yeah, struggles we have is, you know, of course, when you're packing and packing, that can get quite draining and yeah, quite dusty. Definitely. Pretty much the biggest struggle, the digital nomad space. <laughs> They're definitely struggles in the road as well. Uh, tell us also about uh, your traveling as a solo female. Uh, tell um, us about uh, how that has been in terms of, uh, you know, uh, safety and also, you know, the, the rewards of traveling female around the world. Yeah, actually, I have traveled as a sole female for about um, a year, but now I'm traveling with my husband. So I got married yes, uh, this year <laughs> and uh, now we're traveling together. But as a solo female, it was definitely a really good experience for me because it was Australia and New Zealand at that time. So it was really easy there and it's not really dangerous and any, anything like this for a solo female. And I also got to meet so many good people traveling in hostels uh, for the most time. I was also camping for a while in Australia. I definitely got to meet so many good people. Um, the bad size i would say traveling so female i didn't see any in australia new zealand but now that i'm here in mexico i would say i would not travel alone maybe now as a solo female if i'm not with people um like at night time or all this because it just doesn't feel as um safe for a young woman i would say yeah there's some places like this where it's not the best to be alone i would say Couple, a little bit harder to meet people because typically people leave you alone. They might think you want your family time or your couple time. Whereas if you're solo, then obviously you're much more uh, easier to meet people. Have you found or what have you found different with um, your husband? I can't hear you well. What did you say? Sorry. 
Oh yeah, sorry about that. And by the way, uh, you know, we might not have a great Wi-Fi here on this interview just because uh, we're both in kind of, uh, you know, yeah. dark areas of the world and Honduras and Honduras isn't known for the best internet. So apologies for the bad Wi-Fi here. One uh, of my question was, Melina, is I was asking about uh, how is it different now that you're traveling as a couple? Uh, what we found uh, when we're traveling with our family or me and my wife is that typically people leave us alone. Yeah. They think we need couple or family time and it's a lot harder to actually meet and interact yeah. with people as opposed to when I was traveling as a solo backpacker in my 20s so tell us about some of the differences you found from solo travel um, you know earlier prior to your marriage and now now that you're married with your husband tell us about the differences between solo travel and couple travel and um, definitely when I was alone I was meeting a lot more people because people come to you talk to you more when you're alone definitely um, I would say it's a, a bit more relaxed now. Um, we don't go to we don't go towards people as much as well. So it's definitely more chilled, relaxed, uh, more like a vacation than an adventure when I was alone. And uh, it's as good. We enjoy it as much. You know, when I was younger, I liked to be alone and just see a lot of people and go to parties and all this. Now it's more like. Um, relax and we wake up early we take the whole day and just yeah it's chilled Oh, Melina, did you hear my question? I was asking you about your yeah, travel sure. style. Are you guys fast travelers, slow travelers? How long are you staying in the city or country? Um, I used to, I used, to, I used to be a really fast traveler before. Now we are pretty. Um, slow, especially, yeah, we do stay about a month. So we try to aim for a month every time we go up to a place that we like, so we have the time to fully um, see it. But um, yeah, we're pretty slow now because we don't really have a, you know, we don't have a an end to our travel, which is open to whatever. So we we just go with the flow and take our time. And how are you actually choosing your destinations? Uh, you know, especially now that you're traveling with your husband, is it him? Is it you? Do you talk it over? Does he get one choice, and then you get one choice? Tell us a little bit about how you guys choose your destinations to travel to. Uh, we happen to have the same taste, so we we pretty much agree on on places. Um, but we, for now, as we work online, we're trying to aim for cheap places, like cheap living places, so we can get the most of it with our work. So yeah, working online has definitely made us go to cheaper places, like where the cost of living is low, so we can you know, not stress out about work and take our time and just enjoy it, not be stressed about if we're going to have enough money to do everything we want. So it's definitely easier in these countries when you work online. Awesome, great to hear. And uh, you know, one of the biggest struggles people have to uh, starting or continuing this digital nomad travel lifestyle is the whole money 
exactly. Question. Yes. How you fund it? Uh, how do you uh, generate on the road, etc.? So tell us a little bit about uh, the jobs and also yes. about the funding and income generation while you're traveling. Um, when I set up to travel and decided to, you know, I didn't decide to work online as a thing. I just decided to try it and see as what I could get. It actually turned out really well for me, and I just I would recommend it to anyone now. It's just not that hard, and there's so much out there online that there is, you know, there will be something for everyone. I think personally, but um, yeah, it definitely worked out really well for me. So. Um, I just got contract after contract and at some point I was even overloaded with contracts and I didn't really have time to travel at anymore and that was another struggle where you're traveling and you end up just working all the time and you're not actually traveling so that was a part of our travels that I learned to um, put a stop to it because that's the thing with the work online is that there's no really limit if you go in like all in you can just go and get more and more and more and more and it just doesn't stop so that's what the I got to. So definitely the money was not a problem, I guess, because of this. But it was more a time problem at some point and a money problem in the sense to put the draw the line. So here I'm, I have enough money this week. I don't need to work another 20 hours. And I'm just going to enjoy it and travel. So it wasn't a, a problem to get the money. It was more a problem to just manage the time and decide when I'm you know, enjoying and traveling and when I am working because it's a lot of discipline when you, you're traveling and you have to work in the same time and there's all these beautiful places next to you and you just want to go and see it. But you also want to have the money to keep on traveling. So that's a lot. That's what I learned as traveling and working is the discipline and the time. Yes. Yeah, you definitely need that discipline when you have a whole bunch of beautiful place around you and you don't have a schedule, you don't exactly. have a bus. Uh, to sleep in, uh, so definitely need that uh, discipline uh, to be productive uh, while on the road. Uh, so tell us about uh, your whole income side of things. Uh, you're generating multiple streams of income. That's very a uh, common model amongst digital nomads nowadays. Yes. So tell us about some of the different income streams you're bringing in. Yes. So I'm a, a translator to start with. I did a university degree in this. So I do translation as a thing, as a freelance. So I got my contracts mainly on Upwork um, or other freelance website like this. And that's one stream of income. Um, then I also got, I do social media. Uh, I'm a social media manager for one company. And that's, out, that's just a contract, a private contract. So that's another stream of income. Um, then I also do side contracts like uh, writing, blog writing contracts, or uh, e-learning classes, uh, writing contracts. So I create um, e-learning classes, and that's another stream of income. And then, what else do I have? Um, I think that's it. I am also now going to do my own Udemy class. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try it out to create my course. So hopefully that will be another stream of income in the future. Awesome. Yeah, I highly recommend Udemy. I launched uh, four courses last year, and uh, yeah. every month I'm getting a passive income free from Udemy. Uh, I love Udemy Paydays because I pretty much have created the course, forgotten about it. I don't do Every now and then I'll, I'll mention it on the podcast or uh, promote it on my social media, but not very much marketing, and uh, people are buying it. Actually, you, that's how we connected, right? Uh, through the Udemy yes. course. 
Exactly. Well, I just found out about Udemy maybe a, a week ago, and I'm just blown by like what you can do there and what you can learn, and I'm just really interested by this. So definitely want to create a course and sell it. There you go. And out of all of our guests, we have actually recorded, I think, 330-plus episodes right now, and uh, you're the only one who came from being one of our Udemy students. So good on you for taking that title and cool. uh, you know, connecting Udemy, okay. thanks for connecting with us through there. Uh, so tell us about uh, how you get. Sorry, can you repeat? Sorry, can you repeat? I didn't get that. How are you? How are you finding the work? Um, um, I Upwork was a big part of it, the website Upwork, which is a, a freelancer platform. Um, I did find a lot of contracts on there. Um, apart from that, it was more some kind of network, uh, friends of friends. Um, and then it was all this like whole uh, social media or blog network online that I just connect with people that are doing the same as me and then talk and then see if I can do anything for them or they can do anything for me. And it's just a whole like community of online workers. Sounds great. Upwork's a great way to uh, find these uh, freelance gigs. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious to know uh, if people who are watching this are thinking or considering uh, or dreaming or hoping or wishing to start this digital nomad lifestyle, uh, what tips, what advice would you give them besides the whole Nike, just do it slogan? Well, first of all, be ready to be on the road and not have all your comfort zone around you. So just, you know, it's it's a choice you're making, either, either the comfort zone or the traveling adventures. So be ready to be uh, without, you know, the material that you probably would need normally, um, but it's totally worth it. And also, um, be ready for stuff to not work like you want it to work all the time. That's, that's a good thing. Be, be flexible. Be positive. Just take things as, as they go. Don't rush. And it won't work like you want it to work, but it's okay. And just keep, keep doing it. And it's just an adventure on its own. Awesome. Great tips. And uh, any major mistakes you made that you wish uh, you, you, know, you could have uh, learned before you'd made them or any advice you'd give to someone, who, you know, kind of like yourself, you know, a year ago or two years ago when you first started this travel journey, what major mistakes have you made, uh, you know, and you want to help others avoid those same mistakes? I would say I used to, to travel just like I would live at home, just like spend my money without really thinking of like budgeting or all this. But um, if you travel for so long, there's no way you can do it without budgeting. So learn to budget. And even if you're not good at it or you don't like it, you know, it could help you greatly. So I would definitely recommend having a budget and looking at your expenses. And also, if you're like me and you're very impulsive and you want, like, you, you know you can get work, so you just go for it and just never stop, make a stop because work can kind of make you not travel anymore. Even if you're traveling, it will just stick you to your chair and work all the time, and that's not where you want. So just draw the line between work. Yeah, it's cool work. You're making money. But if you're traveling as well, just make it a balance. That's what I would say. 
Great tips, great tips. Uh, so final question for you here is, uh, we're recording this uh, in the middle of January, and yes. you're married in Mexico. Curious to know what's your vision for 2018 uh, in terms of your yes. travel, your business, uh, destinations. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your plans for this year. So I definitely want to create my Udemy class. So that's one big project. I am also working on my travel blog right now. So that's another thing I'm going to launch. Um, also, I'd like to, I am already, I already have about, uh, oh, I forgot to say that in my streams of income, but I do have one person working for me now. So it's, uh, I give them contracts and they do it for me and I get paid by someone else. So it's like a third party. So I definitely want to develop that, get more people working for me. So it turns more into a passive income than me actually translating stuff. It will be just more getting contracts for people. So I definitely want to develop that. Um, in terms of destinations, I'm in Mexico now. Uh, we are going to Chiapas, Mexico uh, next month. So and it's a different landscape than here. So it will be very different. The mountains, it will be colder. It'll be nice. Um, and then after that, I'm going to Canada for a little bit and see my family. And then I don't know. I'll see where the, the wind takes me. Uh, yeah, we actually spent some time in Chiapas, a really beautiful area, especially San yeah. Cristobal. De La Casa yeah, is a nice, going. nice part of uh, Mexico. And, uh, you know, uh, the good thing about this lifestyle is you have the freedom. Uh, you know, you can stay in Montreal, Canada for the spring and summer if you wanted. In the nice weather, you can travel again. So it's good to develop those uh, the location independent income streams. Uh, so, uh, to end off here, uh, uh, how can people connect with you? Uh, they might have really resonated with what you were saying. They might want to have some questions yeah. and uh, pick your brain a little bit more. So, how can people connect with you, so follow you blog, along on your own digital? Yes, yeah, so my blog will be up soon. Um, it's melinablog.com. Uh, the the website's already, already there. It's just not developed yet. But um, if you want to know about my hacks, so I, I also have a lot of travel hacks that I will post on there. Um, cheap travel, all advice to save money while traveling, the best spots to work online, all this will be on my blog. So definitely check that out if you want some of my advice. It will be up in the, in the following weeks. Awesome, awesome. And I actually have that link below so you'll be able to click right through and check out yeah. uh, Melina's blog here. Uh, so Melina, it's a pleasure and a joy to connect with yeah. you, Rain, and to learn about your travel and work uh, digital nomad lifestyle. So. Look forward to connecting, uh, not only uh, through the internet, but in real life, maybe in a ho home country of Canada or somewhere in the road. Uh, so thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Apologies for the little bit of a bad internet connection. There might have been some lags. Uh, but yeah, hey, if you start on this internet journey, you'll understand all the struggles we have as uh, people who are working online. Uh, definitely struggles with the Wi-Fi. So apologies about that. But thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Make sure you connect with Melina on her blog, her social media. Make sure you connect with us as well as we uh, continue along our journey here across uh, Central America. We'll be heading from Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, etc. So follow us along at daddyblogger.com and also digitalnomadmastery.com. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Thank you. Of Digital Nomad. Thank you. How to make money while traveling the world. Happy travels. Yeah.